Hi everyone, I'm Zach with Medicine Journeys and in this uh, video, this is, was it part two of a four-part four series on um, ayahuasca, sex, money, and power, the pitfalls, challenges, temptations of the ayahuasca shaman. That is, these are, <clears throat> these are the, the sex, money, and power are the things that can really cause us to, as ayahuasca shaman, to be tempted to be pushed out of integrity uh, as we do our work. And this is nothing new in the you know, spiritual um, communities around the world, whether it be ayahuasca shamanism, Buddhism, um, Christianity, what have you. We, we, we've seen all these things happen in uh, spiritual communities, and it's just something we need to watch out for. <clears throat> so uh, this video is about you know, relationships and sex, uh, and, and the ayahuasca shaman. What, what does an ayahuasca shaman face as it relates to relationships and sex? Uh, because ayahuasca shamans, we're in an interesting position as it regards to relationship and, and sex. <clears throat> One of the challenges, or it's not a pitfall, but it's a challenge, uh, we have to go through periods of celibacy um, this is for training, and this is in the beginning, like when I was doing my training down in Peru in the jungle, I would be doing what's called a shamanic dieta almost, almost every week, um, uh, particularly the first two years. Um, I was doing shamanic dietas all the time. And when one does a shamanic dieta, you have the actual period of time of the dieta, um, which is you know anywhere from... Uh, the low end, five to uh, to twelve days is kind of the average in terms of how long these dietas last. And then there's a period after the dieta where we're supposed to uh, abstain from sex. And when I was training, and, and this is what I tell my students um, uh, currently, is look, you know, the minimum amount of time to abstain from sex after the dieta is done <clears throat> would be two weeks. And if you really want to really uh, go for the extra credit, go for the gold, so to speak, 30 days. So for two years, I was constantly in dieta. So I just literally was celibate for a majority of the two years. I wouldn't say the whole, the whole time, but um, yeah, that that's part of the training. And then I, continue to do dietas on a, a fairly regular basis, not as intensely as uh, I did when I was training in the jungle. Um, and uh, again, I was training in the jungle for four and a half years straight. And so um, it was super intense those first two years and then 
kind of uh, eased up on the dietas on the last two and a half years or so and then continue doing dietas um, uh, currently, which I guess has been going on since yeah, I left the jungle in 2014. So almost 10 years of um, you know, doing this work and having to go through these periods of celibacy. Now, uh, with the dieta, and if, if one gets into a committed relationship, they get married or what have you, that, that time period of celibacy post uh, dieta is, or it can be shorter because of, um, because that, the dieta and that celibacy uh, restriction, uh, part of it is the energy exchange that we go through when um, we, we have sex. I mean, it's the most intense energy exchange uh, humans can do with each other because you're either penetrating or be, being penetrated and that energy is, uh, their fluids being, being shared and so forth. And so that's a very intense uh, energetic exchange. And so uh, we need to be careful. And, and frankly, in general, uh, an ayahuasca shaman should be very careful in terms of their promiscuity, right? It, the whole point of becoming a curandero, uh, a shaman, a, a healer, is to go through a purification process and keep this energetic um, container clean. If we're going out and you know, hooking up with people in the bar and you know, just willy-nilly sleeping with people, it can kind of cross up our energy and that just, uh, one, it'll um, make it such that we have to constantly be cleaning ourselves out, which then keep, kind of puts a cap on our spiritual or shamanic pr uh, progress. And uh, in addition, it could, in some cases, could really mess us up. So this is another thing that as an ayahuasca shaman, the kind of limits the dating pools. We not only um, are we, um, we're in a social bubble, right? Because if we're doing retreats all the time, um, we aren't going out to bars and all this sort of thing. So our pool of potential partners is really small. Plus, you know, just being a shaman in general in mainstream society, it's a little weird. Um, and, and it reduces the pool. Then we have our social bubble as a, as a shaman itself, because we're doing retreats all the time, reduces the pool. And then we really have to be energetically careful with our own energetic body, reduces the pool. So um, combine all of that with particularly Western social views on the power dynamics between the shaman and the guests in a retreat, right? Got to be really, really careful if we're dating um, people in our retreats. And um, there, there's got to be some protocols put into place to make sure that, uh, you know, the guest is not put in a position where that power dynamic is being abused. And um, and also there's, there's optics, right? I mean, uh, it, it does not look good if a shaman, an ayahuasca shaman in particular, is dating a bunch of the guests, like, or multiple guests at a time, and we'll get into some stories here in a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really hard being an ayahuasca shaman and single. It's hard to be an ayahuasca shaman and in a relationship because of, you know, things like the periods of celibacy and so forth. So the, the partners that might be interested in us, it's a very limited pool. <laughs> um, 
And again, that, that social dynamic of the power, or I'm sorry, the social views around the power dynamics, uh, particularly in the West right now, uh, make it even harder. And compounding all of this is that right now it's so trendy to be a shaman. I mean, I was talking to someone recently and they're like, oh yeah, have you heard the term shaman bros? Like, you know, Aubrey Marcus and, and this whole uh, crew of people, they, you know, they're being called shaman bros. I don't think Aubrey Marcus would call himself a shaman bro, but you know, it's kind of this trope that's, that's getting out there. And um, so everybody wants to be a shaman. And if you're actually a shaman, like a true shaman, there can develop this kind of rock star vibe, right? And so you combine, you know, the restrictions, you know, the spiritual and, and energetic restrictions uh, that one needs to pay attention to and go through as an ayahuasca shaman, and then combine that with um, a small pool of potential partners, combine that with the social view around the power dynamics, and then it's super trendy and you're putting up, being put up on a pedestal to a degree and, and there can be a rock star kind of vibe around being an ayahuasca shaman. Dude, it's hard, it's really hard. And it, you know, then we're, we go into retreat with all of these factors and then we face temptations. And such a big, well, no, I would say the foundational part or foundational uh, pillar of being an ayahuasca shaman is integrity. And I talked about that in my last video. So we're constantly faced with temptations. And uh, with that said, I'll, I'll, I'll transition into talking about some temptations here in a second. Okay, so the first temptation <laughs> to talk about within the realm of uh, sex and relationships and, and, and being an ayahuasca shaman is what I just was talking about. It's um, this attention from the opposite sex, or actually it can sometimes be the same sex, um, from guests who are on retreat with us. Um, you know, there's, we're oftentimes put up on a pedestal, um, maybe, like I said, getting into that rock star vibe. Actually, the, the rock star vibe is really um, something that I would say the is a temptation unto itself, right? The kind of egoic aggrandizement, like I'm, I'm the, the shaman and I'm so cool and everybody bow down to me. Um, so, but regardless, the uh, guests oftentimes, um, you know, put the shaman on a pedestal and then you bring in ayahuasca and ayahuasca opens the heart and you know, we feel like we connect, and we, we actually do, we connect on a much more intimate, deeper level, and, and there can be some amorous feelings that come forth, and I've, I've talked about this in another video about ayahuasca love and how um, be careful about those amorous feelings, um, but we, we'll, we'll get into uh, some detail uh, around that later in the video. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of attention from, from guests. And it's not constant, but it happens. Most people are, in my experience, um, a large majority don't, I, I don't, personally I've not had this problem uh, on a regular basis, but there's some interesting stories. Um, the first one was uh, in regards to another man being attracted to me. And uh, this was down in the jungle and um, funny story, uh, he, um, this guy was, he was having a hard time 
getting into the medicine like the first night uh, he didn't actually feel much and so he was um, drinking more than one cup and I think it was a second maybe the third night and he was drinking a lot of ayahuasca to pop in and then boom it pops in really strong and he's ha he's like whoa really really mareado really feeling the effects and uh, he, he calls me over he's like Zach I need help I'm like yeah what's going on man he's like Zach can you give me a massage I'm like, no, I'll get mommy. Mommy um, had through this as the mother of my teacher, and she's a she's a shaman unto her own right, and she gives massages uh, down in, in in the jungle at my camp down there. And um, I was like, I'll go get mommy to get you a massage. She's like, no, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, cool. So I help him to the bathroom, and the bathrooms in the jungle. It's just like a uh, you know a, a kind of a, the size of a shower stall with a composting toilet and then a shower curtain uh, to separate <laughs> you from the outside give you some privacy anyway so he gets into the 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 toilet and I'm waiting outside because I know he's gonna have to need help getting back because he was a little wobbly and <clears throat> he goes I hear in the ins from the in inside the uh, bathroom hey Zach hey Zach I'm like yeah what's going on he goes Zach can you give me a massage I'm like no man, no man. Go to the bathroom, come back out, and uh, we'll, we'll get mommy to give you a massage. And uh, he goes quiet for a few minutes. I'm still waiting, and he's I hear Zach, Zach, can you can you come in here? Can you come in here? And I'm like, I open the the door uh, or the curtain, and I kind of step in a little bit. I'm not going all the way in. And he's like, Zach, Zach, can you uh, can you give me a massage? <laughs> I'm like, dude. I'm explaining to him, no, you're in the bathroom. There's no way I'm going to give you a massage. And as I'm talking, I start to feel something on my foot. And he is playing footsie with me. And then I look down and he's kind of giving me an eye. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. Okay, this guy's really deep in ayahuasca and he is attracted to me. And this is, yeah, <laughs> he's hitting on me in the middle of ceremony. So I, I I'm like, dude, now, okay, just finish up your, your deal here. I, he did, and I, I got him back to his mat, and, and I did make sure that mommy got him a massage. <laughs> but, you know, funny little story. Um, and, uh, yeah, by the way, we didn't, it was never really addressed going forward. I, I don't know that he even remembered uh, doing that. Uh, and, yeah. It all turned out just fine. <laughs> um, another story was was with a woman, um, a young woman. This again was in the jungle. Attractive woman. Um, I didn't know that she liked me. I had no idea because uh, during retreat I really keep a um, kind of a professional blinders on. In fact, in fact, uh, just as an aside, if if I find you know, when people come and I find someone physically attractive at all, I do my very best to really keep my, keep my distance so that that temptation is, is reduced to a minimum. Um, anyway, so middle of ceremony, she calls over, needs help. I give her a ventiata, which is when I sing, uh, sing over her. And she, she has some energy that's stuck in her... Um, just under her solar plexus right here in the upper stomach so to speak she, it hurts 
And so um, after doing a Ventiata, which is where I sing, um, I'm, this is the international, for those of you who don't know, this is the international symbol for uh, singing. And uh, so I do a Ventiata, which means I'm singing for her to help clear the energy finish and I'm like is it still there she's like yeah okay so the next step is I use uh, I said let her know I'm gonna put my hand right here and and then try to try to pull out that energy and so I go through that process and is it still there yeah still there okay so the next step is to actually suck it out which means I, I go down and say this is her stomach and and then suck out that energy and you know, of course, let her know what I'm uh, I'm gonna do. And she's like, fine. And then, uh, um, so I'm suck out a bunch of energy, and I check in. I'm like, hey, how's it feel now? She goes, it's better, but now it's right up 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 here. Um, and I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, okay, um, I'm going to have to get access to that. Is that cool? And I, I being sensitive about the situation. And um, she's like, yeah, no problem. And <laughs> I hear some movement. It's dark, completely dark. And um, I hear some movement. She goes, okay. And so I, I needed to see what was going on. I thought she was just going to like lift up and just kind of protect her, cover her breath. <laughs> but what she had done is she just taken her complete top off and I turn on, I, I flick my lighter on to see where I have to go. And then she's totally like exposed. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was like, well, you know, okay, job to do. Um, she, was, she wasn't lying. This wasn't like a ruse or anything like that. However, it was very convenient. And I, um, I went ahead and did the work and and everything was cleared up and all that sort of thing and then I find out later I did had no idea that she had a crush on me or what have you one of the um, volunteers is like yeah she, she kind of likes you I'm like oh, okay um, so once again a funny story um, final story is um, this was in Guatemala when uh, Jess and I were working together and um, there were two, they're, they're wonderful people um, and a lot of fun, very funny. And so we had a good rapport and joking around and, and uh, it was a man and a woman. They weren't partners, they, were, they became friends on the retreat. One was from South Africa, the other was uh, British. Um, and they had discovered that during ceremony, um, they both had fantasies of a, a threesome with Jess and myself. <laughs> And of course, they shared it, and we all had a good laugh and so forth. But that's less of a being hit on. Although they were like, you know, we would do this, don't you? And we were like, no, we're good, we're good. <laughs> but again, another funny story. So um, again, the point being is, is that we get on on occasion we get attention from from guests, and we need to be quite careful about how we handle it because it's, it's tempting, right? I mean, it, and, and this is something that, that <clears throat> in, in Peru, the Peruvian culture has less of a concern or le yeah, they're less concerned about shamans um, becoming romantically involved with, with their patients or guests. Uh, it's just culturally not frowned upon. And so what has happened uh, sometimes in, 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 in Peru is the shaman's just operating 
like he's in his cultural milieu and um, and and ends up becoming romantically involved with the guests and and then getting flack for it and he's just kind of like what do you mean this is fine as far as I know no one told me and that's changing I I would assume and hope um, so yeah I mean we have to particularly Western shamans who know the society know the culture um, you know we're I think we would be put on at, at a higher standard and um, and so we have to be careful uh, about it the other thing um, I do want to say that I you know, there are some mistakes that have been made <clears throat> on on my part and I guess this is not so much receiving attention from a guest but I just want to bring forth an example of a mistake that I've made um, that in ceremony as it relates to working with a guest similar situation to the young woman who I had to uh, work on sucking out her the energy in her solar plexus and then subsequently her chest this woman had um, uh, something going on around her heart um, and so I again started with a, a ventiata which is singing over her and I'm like hey did that help and and she's like no it's still there I'm like okay um, the mistake I made is I was like okay well she's wearing a tank top and I know her and I've done work with her outside of ayahuasca doing energy medicine work with her and um, I'm like well I know her and we have this relationship and and it's just the mistake I made I didn't ask her hey can I put my hand up here because it was upper chest I wasn't gonna go down it was up here what I did is I said hey I'm gonna put my I'm gonna use my hand and then I just put my hand on on her chest um, that was a mistake that was a huge mistake um, because uh, you know she felt like I should have and she's correct um, that I should have um, asked for consent and yeah I screwed up I fucked up and didn't realize until at the end of ceremony and she's she's definitely affected by it and I found out and I was like oh shit yeah I just really screwed up I've, I've beat myself up for a long time still beating myself up to a certain extent um, and what I did though is I was like all right let's let's sit down and talk and let's clear this I apologize I totally own the mistake I'm like Jesus please forgive me um, and that's you know I think mistakes happen and mistakes uh, can be a healing and learning situation as well it's just how are they handled um, are they approached face on or are they kind of pushed to the side um, my view is like if I screw up and I know I screw up I will come forth and be like man I screwed up how can I you know whether it be how can I make amends make apology or you know if, if it's a way that I can actually fix it I, I will do my best to fix it so the point being is that there are mistakes that can happen as it relates to uh, particularly sexual things um, or perceived sexual things because I <laughs> when I was doing that work I was essentially I take the view of a doctor it's like I'm, I'm gonna do surgery energetic surgery on this person and so that's not even getting into my into my uh, mindset at all and um, that said asking for permission first was something I should have done and and I fucked up so anyway mistakes happen um, 
with that said, uh, let's get into the temptation of um, shamans being attracted to guests. Um, so that's, I'm going to take a brief rest here and then uh, come back and, and talk about that. So now let's, let's talk about um, shamans, ayahuasca shamans or shamans, if you want shamans in general, um, <clears throat> being attracted to guests or clients or what have you. Um, it can be done obviously in a healthy way and then there's some not so healthy ways and um, <clears throat> I'm going to start with the not healthy ways. Uh, <clears throat> and I want to get into this, this thing called pusanga. Pusanga is a type of specialization or specialty uh, within shamanism, plant medicine shamanism uh, or Peruvian shamanism uh, and it's love magic. And what it is all about is attracting the person that you want to attract. And so there are all kinds of perfumes and rituals and, and even you know, spells and this sort of thing that uh, are part of Pusanga. And what it, so not, not only does it attract the, the love interest um, to the person who's using the Pusanga, um, if that person who receives the Pusanga is in a relationship with someone else, those two people will start fighting. And that then opens an opportunity for the person who, who supplied the Pusanga or sent the Pusanga uh, to kind of step in and be like, hey, here I am. Now, the, the, what's interesting is the, the victim of the Pusanga is oftentimes really surprised. Why am I attracted to this person? Because they're you know, generally not the type of person I'd be attracted to, and yet I'm just somehow really drawn to this person. And, um, but they, they do it, right? I mean, it's a very strong pull. And usually what happens is they, you know, maybe they break up. If they're in a relationship, they get into fights or a bunch of fights, and then they go with the person who sent the pasanga, and that guy's like, woo, or that woman's like, woo, um, I've got the, the person that I wanted using pasanga. But usually down the road, um, that person kind of wakes up someday, one day and goes, oh, what? What just happened? Who is the, uh, 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 and and things fall apart. So you, generally, my understanding is pusanga uh, works in the short term, but just doesn't last. It doesn't have um, a long-lasting effect. Which is still it sucks because particularly if there's someone who's um, in a relationship and they get hit with pusanga and they break off that relationship they go with this person who they're like why am i attracted with them uh, or attracted to them and then later down the road they're like oh man i just gave up this 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 great really or who knows how good the relationship was to be with this person and i don't really want to be with this person anymore so pusanga is a thing and um i've got some stories as it relates to it's not really pusanga directly because pusanga with ayahuasca shamans, they have opportunity in ceremony to use something like pusanga in ceremony to kind of attract people. It, it's, it's pretty dodgy and they energetically they can do that. Um, so one story, I've got three stories actually. Um, there's a, 
shaman down in in Peru, really well established um, retreat center, and they had very strict guidelines about you know any staff forming relationships with uh, guests, and you know it, it was something like. I think it's along the lines of what we put forth is like wait at least 30 days um, after a retreat is over before actually uh, pursuing any kind of romantic relationship between a, a staff and a guest um, because they knew that this was a pro this could be a problem and in fact they might have had some issues with other staff members previously anyway so this is the head shaman the, the, the main dude and what happened was a couple showed up um, and the woman was this really attractive uh, yoga instructor and um, very charismatic, I'm sure. Um, and so the head shaman was like, whoa, really into, I'm into this person, this woman. And um, what happened about mid-retreat, apparently the boyfriend had, she dis the, the woman disappeared and the boyfriend was like, where is my girlfriend and was couldn't find her anywhere in the camp and and then it turns out he found her they weren't doing anything but found her hanging out in kind of the personal quarters of the head shaman <clears throat> and so he's kind of like what's going on what's going on and um in addition to that he just started getting really confused in general and <clears throat> essentially what happened is this the shaman uh, had used something like Pusanga to what, confuse the dude and, and then attract the woman. And subsequently the dude got sent on his way. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what happened, whether he came out of his confusion or not, uh, but the shaman ended up being with the woman for some time. Um, my understanding is it's, it ended at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. And so <clears throat> that kind of thing can happen. Doesn't happen all the time. I'm just, I'm giving you some examples. Um, another one is, uh, a woman shaman who, um, was essentially kind of throwing around her, her sexual energy and, and, and found herself attracted to a dude. And, uh, the dude was in, in, uh, a relationship and, some stuff they didn't from what I understand they just like there's an inordinate amount of attention paid to this 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 guest during the retreat and then there was some odd behavior maybe I wouldn't say full-on inappropriate but given the fact he was in a committed relationship uh, time spent outside together uh, outside the retreat and my understanding is that that there had to be a real like no we can't do this kind of thing. And that was not from the shaman, that was from the, the, the one who was uh, the object of, of desire, so to speak. And so it, not cool. I mean, so both men and women shaman can do this kind of stuff. And again, it's in ceremony. If, if that sexual energy or that attraction energy is allowed to leak out, it can affect people. And so that's part of what uh, uh, ayahuasca shaman, particularly in ceremony, particularly in retreat, needs to hold their integrity and keep that sexual energy and that attraction locked down. <laughs> um, 
another story, uh, another, obviously another shaman. Um, apparently the, the shaman was dating multiple people. It was like more of a community and uh, a shaman who had a, his, his, he'd kind of travel around and he had uh, a larger community and he was dating multiple women in his community, even in the same area, even though he was traveling around city to city. And people found out, and apparently he was also, he was lying about his uh, training as well. Um, and people find out, and he's just like, eh. apparently he didn't, didn't uh, take responsibility for it. In fact, not in all of these stories that I'm telling you, that the shaman never came clean. And um, yeah, it, it, can, it can really cause some problems. And, and so it, it's, it's fascinating to me how when a, a, a shaman uh, steps out of integrity, there are some people who are like, that's it, I can't handle it, I'm not working with a shaman anymore, whereas other people are like, oh no, you know, I understand what they're going through, they're just human and it's okay. Um, to some people are like, yeah, no big deal. And it's, it's interesting, every, um, every person has their, that is every guest or every participant who's looking at the situation with a shaman stepping out of integrity has their level of what they're willing to put up with in terms of stepping out of integrity. And it, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it, it's, one can't uh, um, say that that's bad because every in, 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 any individual is willing to, again, put up with varying degrees of other people stepping out of integrity in their presence or um, as it relates to them attending ayahuasca retreats. So super interesting on that point. Um, with, with all of that said, I think uh, let's get into some ideas around uh, a healthy way for a shaman to um, come together with finding a partner and, and so forth. And even though they, th that person might be part of uh, a retreat at one point or another. So with that said, that'll be the next little section here. All right, with that said, uh, after all of those fun stories, um, let's talk about like, given that the ayahuasca shaman in particular, <laughs> ayahuasca shaman in particular, or plant medicine shamans in particular, we're in an interesting spot as it relates to um, our potential dating pool, as you might say, or uh, potential partner opportunities, uh, because you know we're somewhat outside of mainstream society. Uh, <clears throat> we also um, have some training restrictions that cause us to be celibate for long periods of time. So the, the, our partners or prospective partners need to understand the type of work and the requirements that the work has. Um, and then we're just kind of in a social, tend to be kind of in a social bubble because we're always doing retreats and so forth. And then we are put up on a pedestal uh, and then we have the societal um, scrutiny because of the power dynamics of shaman versus guest, right? It's oftentimes like a doctor-patient type situation. So we're in a tough spot. Um, how, do, how, do, how can we navigate this in a healthy way? Uh, and I think I've, many of you probably know, uh, I, I met my uh, most recent wife, who is no longer my wife, um, 
on a retreat uh, at this point in time. I think it was eight years ago or maybe nine. But it's been a while. Um, and you know, how did how did we handle that? You know, um, what we did is yes, we we, we were attracted to each other during retreat. Um, started spending more and more time together during retreat. She was single. I was uh, actually I was I was dating someone. Um, so we weren't. You know, it wasn't like we were in in the. It wasn't a serious relationship as of yet on my side, and um, so it wasn't like there was any con real significant conflict there. And then um, what we did. Luckily, I, I think it's luckily because if, if if we didn't have a distance between us after a retreat, we pr would have been probably very hard to uh, stay stay apart for a period of time. But she was living across the country essentially, and but was moving towards me on the west coast, and so there was a good solid thirty days where we were able to kind of take a break and assess um, where we were at, and then uh, we came together, and then obviously had a relationship and started uh, dating um, and then got married eventually. Subsequently, one thing that I'm, I, I haven't done this yet, but what I'm thinking is following that <laughs> might be helpful for a shaman to follow that similar protocol. One, you know, okay, there's an attraction there. Don't act on that attraction during retreat, right? Maybe talk, but you know, obviously, no uh, significant physical uh, touching and so forth. Maybe a hug or whatever. Who knows? Um, keeping it PG at, at, at worst. And if you're in a dieta, a shamanic dieta, there's no touching involved anyway, so that's off the table. But um, once retreat's over, saying okay. We have this attraction. Let's let's give ourselves 30, 30 days, and I would say no contact. I didn't do that with with my ex-wife, but um, no contact. See if there's still a connection after that no contact period. And then what? One thing I've discovered recently, or thought of recently, is as an ayahuasca shaman, I am constantly in ayahuasca, like drinking ayahuasca on a regular basis, and looking back at my relationship with my ex-wife, she was also on a lot of the retreats. And so we were constantly kind of in the ayahuasca space. And so that makes leads me to believe that a good um, strategy would be to take two weeks and go off with this person, whoever the person might be, and not do any substances whatsoever. Go travel, spend that entire two weeks together to see what's it like to be outside of that ayahuasca lovey-dovey bubble. Um, it literally just hit me recently that, that that might be something that uh, ayahuasca shaman, if they're looking at an, uh, uh, being with a new partner, might consider. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but that's, that's my plan going forward. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, it, in terms of... Um, Ayahuasca shaman, sex, and, and relationships. You know, being an ayahuasca shaman, it's it's tough. Um, not only for all the things I said before, but also because we are we are exposed to the people in our community. Uh, for us to think that 
our private lives are separate from our ceremony lives is, is pretty ridiculous. Um, and yeah, again, I think I mentioned this in the, <clears throat> no, I did, I mentioned it in the uh, integrity video that one, my perspective and my approach is to <clears throat> just really live a life where I have nothing to hide. And if I have nothing to hide, then when people find out things, that's not a big surprise because I wasn't hiding it anyway. Uh, and I say, say <clears throat> that with the understanding that I'm human and there are things that, you know, I step out of integrity on occasion. <clears throat> I need to be honest with myself about it and, and addressed, address the error and uh, head on and, and again, not hide it. So, you know, that's just another level of challenge for an ayahuasca shaman who is either in relationship, going, coming out of a relationship, and or uh, starting again and, and, and beginning a new relationship. Because more often than not, that, that new relationship or all of, the, all of the above, the partner in question is probably at a minimum gonna be showing up at retreat. And so both the partner uh, will get to know the community. And then of course the shaman is gonna be part of that community as well. So again, it's like to try to keep those two things separate is uh, that is private life from public uh, or uh, ceremonial life is, is quite ridiculous. Um, in addition to that, um, I feel like, again, for me, living that life of not hiding anything is, is actually important because if I'm out of integrity in my private life, that's gonna trickle in to the ceremony and retreat area as well. You, it, it, you, one can not compartmentalize the two. And it's, in my opinion, super important, important that I live a life of integrity both outside of, of retreat and inside a retreat. I am human, will make mistakes, but that integrity is key. And then it goes back to that first video that, where I talked in depth about what integrity is and how important that is to ayahuasca, for an ayahuasca shaman. So I hope you found this very interesting. Uh, next video is going to be about money. We're gonna talk about how money can be a uh, temptation in, in, in terms of knocking us off the, the, uh, that pillar of integrity um, as an ayahuasca shaman. So again, ho hope you found this interesting and uh, we'll see you in the next video. Talk to you later. Limpia, limpia, 
Poderoso medicina, poderoso y carne, poderoso medicina, poderoso y carne. Bolaninga, bolamonga, todo malo pensamiento, todo, todo cruzamiento, arironda, donda, reina, arironda, donda, reina, arironda, donda, Cure, cure, cuerpo y cito, bura, bura, medicina, cuida, ringue, cuida, monge, ninguna aflicción. Alarimo, alarimo, pura, pura, medicina, alarimo, alarimo, pura, pura, medicina, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda. Abercito yucantana, suman sinchi medicina. Abercito yucantana, suman sinchi medicina. Legítimo doctorcito, poderoso wicarene. Legítimo doctorcito, poderoso wicarene. Alarimo, alarimo, pura. Lucito en el arimo, al arimo, pura, pura medicina. Arironda, ronda, arironda, ronda. Cuerpo y cito, una y ares, ninguna aflicción. Arigo, arigo y caro en el mesa y cita, una y ares. Arironda, ronda, arironda, ronda. Cielo, cielo, ayahuasca, alta y monta y tronco y cito.